Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, June 24, 2019. Broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. On today's show, I will break down the latest NBA offseason rumors as we get closer to free agency, or at least uh, the date in which free agents can officially sign with teams. But no shortage of rumors in the NBA offseason. That is basically the biggest story this time of year, right? It's the biggest story. You got other stuff going on in the world of sports, but the NBA offseason is the biggest story, so I'll react to all of that. Also, I have some thoughts on a pretty big trade in the NHL. That's right, the NHL had their entry draft this past weekend. I can honestly say I watched none of it, but uh, it's not the most exciting draft, right? It's just not. I mean, how many rounds do they got? Six, seven rounds? It's just, I, I'm not into the NHL draft. I, I'm just not. The NBA draft, I will watch because it's two rounds. I don't even watch the entire two rounds, but really the first round of the NBA draft. Uh, the NFL draft, I'll watch the first couple rounds, but that's really about it. And uh, I've never watched the Major League Baseball draft, though I have covered a Major League Baseball draft, at least with regards to who the Red Sox have selected when I was covering the Red Sox as a reporter uh, a handful of years ago. But um, really, the NHL draft, to me, is not anything I ever pay that much attention to. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll stay, I guess, my antennas will stay up for what the Bruins do. But even that, even... Whatever the Bruins do, I still, I'm, I'm always just kind of like, eh, let's wait and see. Like, it's one of those, let's wait and see drafts. The NBA and the NFL, I just feel like because at least I watch more college basketball and college football, maybe I know more of the players that are selected in the first couple rounds of those drafts. So maybe that's why I'm more interested in that. But the NHL, they, they had their draft, but there was a pretty big trade this weekend. During the draft, I'll tell you what that is, what that was, and uh, basically react to why this trade was made and who was the biggest winner in that trade. And then what's going on in Major League Baseball? Summer is finally here, but I thought this would be a good time to quickly, at the end of the show, give you a look at the current standings in Major League Baseball. If you have not been paying attention, I thought this would be a good time to do that and play a little game that we like to call if the playoffs began today. You know, it's not going to be, I'm not going to bore you with the uh, whole show on Major League Baseball, but you might not have any idea what's going on. And maybe you're a baseball guy, but there's so much other stuff that's been going on the last couple of months that maybe you haven't been paying attention. All of it today presented by DraftKings. Play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICKPIC. That's promo code PICKPIC. I always tell you to play daily fantasy baseball at DraftKings. They have other stuff too. A lot of people like to play the golf tournaments that they have, the golf contests. You pick six golfers. You can even do round by round. You can play weekend golf. You know, just play at the time they make the cut on Friday night and just play Saturday, Sunday. Six golfers. Do it for free. Promo code PICK, P-I-C. And yeah, you can still use it for daily fantasy baseball. And 
then, of course, when the NFL begins in just a couple months, you can use the promo code for that, too. If you're not already signed up, it's the first time you sign up, you can use this. And when you make your first deposit, you can get a free game. Again, promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. Summer is here. I went to the beach yesterday for the first time this summer. Went down the lagoon in Southie. And... uh, uh, that's my new spot, the lagoon. If you're familiar with the beaches in Southie, which you you might be, you know, if I if I had this, if I mentioned this maybe six to eight years ago, maybe you wouldn't. But now it seems like the place to be, right? Everybody now comes to Southie to go to the beach, and uh, you know, I used to go to M Street Beach, but now that is just chaos. So I don't go to M Street Beach anymore. I go down the lagoon which has always been known as more of a family-style beach anyways, though now they have a new concession stand that's open all the time across the street that they built into the rink. They did the concession stand in the rink over, and they have an outdoor window, and they're open now during the summer, and they're open till like 8 o'clock at night to go along with Sully's, of course, out Castle Island. But, I mean, if you're going to the beach, chances are you're not going to walk your ass out Sully's to get something to eat. You might go across the street, though, to the rink, to the new concession stand. So I think because of that concession stand, you're going to get people to, to file down the lagoon now. Maybe you might get some people coming from M Street Beach say, oh, let's go to the lagoon instead. Uh, I hope that's not the case because I like the fact that the yuppies have not really figured out the lagoon and, and how nice it actually is down there. Well, you do have bathrooms across the street in the rink. You do have outdoor showers across the street outside of the rink. And now you do have the concession stand. Uh, eventually, I think they're going to find it. The yuppies are going to find the lagoon and, and probably ruin that too. It's fu- I was down there yesterday, and I'm, I know some people might not know what I'm talking about. Maybe you haven't been to the beaches in Southie. Maybe you have no idea what's going on in my neighborhood. But uh, I went to the beach yesterday for the first time. What was it 85 and sunny? It was beautiful. Not a cloud in the sky. Water was freezing, but, you know, I'm fine with that because uh, it was hot enough outside where... You know, you could could manage going in quick and getting out. But um Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Do I do the do I do this rant every year? I'm not sure if I do. I don't think I do. How do you feel about beach games? How do people feel about beach games? And I'm not even I'm not talking about like paddle ball, right? Or like it, I'm not even talking about something if you're sitting in a circle with friends and you and you're sitting down and you're playing some type of game. I, I'm talking about something like spike ball or cornhole at the beach. Are you in on that or are you out on that? My stance on it is I think it depends what beach you bring these games to, right? Like, I, I think it really does depend. In general, my mindset when I go to the beach is I want to go down to the beach. I want to just relax. You know, I'll have a couple beers maybe. Um, you know, I'll go swimming a couple times, jump in the water. Um, I'm sitting in my beach chair probably like 95% of the time that I'm at the beach during that day that I'm at the beach. And just getting some sun. You know, me most likely getting burnt is what I should say. And I, uh, I'm i a little burnt today. But, I'm, you know, you got to get that initial, the initial burn. You got to get it in. If you're like me and you do get burnt, you got to get the initial burn in. You have to. Which leads to a couple frustrating days for someone like me who is, 
you know, red as a lobster walking around the neighborhood because you get your, the people who can't mind their own fucking business and they always have to say, like, they have to point out, like, you have no idea. They talk to you like you have not looked in a mirror in 10 years. And, and you know, now this is a rant I go on every year because this happens to me every single year. Or I could be, it doesn't matter. I'm burnt. I'm going to go somewhere today in a store. You know, I'll go get another coffee today. Uh, or, you know, when I'm, when I'm all wrapped up in here, I'll go grab, maybe I'll go grab something to eat tonight. I, wherever I'm at, the next couple days, wherever I go, I'll go get gas and I'll go in and pay for the gas somewhere. This will happen. I guarantee you this will happen to me. Somebody I don't know that just can't mind their own fucking business has to say to me, you got, wow, you got burnt, huh? They have to do it. They cannot help themselves. And there are so many people like this. It shocks me that there are so many people. Maybe it's just my city. Maybe it's just Boston. Can we just not mind our own fucking business? We, we can't mind our own business. Somebody without fail that I don't know. And it's one thing if it's like someone I know. Even then, I'm like, hey, listen, I get, I know I'm burnt. Like, this is, your, this is your icebreaker with me right now? Like, you're talking to me, like, especially for someone that knows me. Like, you know I'm going to get burnt. Right? You get it. You know me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be burnt. But, if you, but also, if you know me, you know I'm gonna, it's going to turn into a tan at some point. So take it easy. But it's usually not someone I know. Usually, it is someone I don't know. And they're like, wow, you got burnt, huh? And it's like, why do you feel the need to tell me that? You think I don't know? You think, you think I haven't looked in the mirror? You think I don't feel the burn? You think you're breaking news to me. Like, oh shit, you're right. I, I am burnt. Holy shit, you got some good eyes, brother. Nice job. Thanks. Hey, next time I, uh, I'm looking for skincare advice, I'll give you a buzz. But it's not even that person that... It's not even the, the initial person who mentions my sunburn that I don't know. It's not even that person that pisses me off. Because without fail, there's also a second person that I don't know that chimes in immediately after. Always. Every single time. I, I don't know why. This is just one of those, like, the world is fucking with me. And there's just, like, people playing jokes on me from above. And it's like... They know this pisses me off, and they continue to allow this to happen. It's the first person will say that I don't know will say, ah, oh, you got burnt, huh? But it's the second person that chimes in immediately after that that pisses me off the most. Because right after, that second person will say, it, they'll confirm it. They'll go, oh, yeah, you got some color. <laughs> and, and... You know, my beef is no longer with the initial person. My beef is then with the second guy who's like, wait a minute. Why do you feel the need to confirm this? I don't know you. Like, this is just one big joke. I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get a bag of sunflower seeds and fucking and go home. I know that I'm burnt. I get it that I got a little too much color at the beach the other day. I don't need anybody saying anything to me. I especially don't need a second person confirming the first person that I don't know 
mention him that I have a sunburn. Like, I don't, this happens to me all the time. It's going to happen today or tomorrow or the next day. I'm telling you, because I'm red. I got some color. <laughs> I, and they, uh, someone, there's some, there's a couple strangers out there that are just going to be waiting, you know, they're in line to get, to play their lottery or get their scratch tickets or get their cigarettes. And they are just going to, oh, wow, you got burnt, huh? And then the person behind him is going to go, oh, yeah, you got some color. It's the second person that really pisses me off. There is no need for that. There is no need for the confirmation on the already obvious statement, which I already get it. I got a sunburn. Anyways, you know, I'm all I'm all greasy today, right? Because I got the, the, the aloe on, the after lotion. But the key is to get right back out. You got to get right back out. You got to get out. Get back out to that beach. Keep getting that color. Anyways, little side rant for you. And that's just, that's an annual rant. It's an annual rant because it's going to happen. It happens every year. Anyways, beach games. This is what I wanted to rant on. Beach games. Where are we with beach games? Are we in? Are we out? I'm out. I, I told you, I go to the beach. I want to relax. My mindset yesterday going down the lagoon was it's a Sunday. It's the first beach, really the first beach day of the year, in my opinion. I know people went to the beach last weekend. I think they were stretching it. It was like 72 degrees and sunny. I think people were just itching for a beach day because it's late. Like summer has hit us late this year, right? We had a terrible month of May. Terrible. And even most of the month of June has been rainy and, and, and somewhat chilly and cloudy. And it's just... The first sev- the first sign of a sunny day where it's like 70, 72, you know, where if you did walk out Castle Island, like you probably could have put on a long sleeve. Like if you're going to the beach that day, to me, you're stretching it. Like you, you, you know what I mean? You're forcing the issue, which I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I just, I'm officially telling you that the first beach, the first official beach day where you can like, you know walk around with no shirt on down the beach and and be hot and continue to go back and forth in the water because the sun is blasting down on you, making you so hot. Like yesterday was the, this this weekend was the first weekend, first beach weekend in Boston. I went to the lagoon. My mindset was it's a Sunday. It's a beautiful day. It's the first beach day. I just want to relax. I just want to relax. You know, I'm just going to sit there. I'm going to get some color. I'm going to relax. And that's it. Okay, and especially down the lagoon, like, like, it's a different beach. M Street Beach is just wacky now. Everybody's standing up. Like, if you don't have a, a, a beach game down M Street Beach, then you're out of place now. Like, you got to be standing up playing spike ball or standing up talking to someone. Like, everybody's standing up. You know, you're giving me anxiety. Sit the fuck down, right? Everybody's standing up. I can't even see the fucking water if I'm sitting in the back of the beach, like... Jesus Christ, can everybody just sit down and relax? Everybody's so amped up, like it's uh, M Street Beach, Salty. Man, people are pissing me off. And now you got parking on that side of the streets. So everybody's parking in front of the beach. It's, it's bananas. But, so I'm not, you know, I've been going down the lagoon. It's a little more, I guess you call it family friendly. It always has been. It's a little more quiet. But I'm down there yesterday. Everybody's having a quiet time. Everybody's having a quiet time. Everybody's relaxing. Everybody has the same mindset. We are just chilling here today, okay? This is a good, relaxing day at the beach. And then, these two fucking bozos decide that, (laughs) they decide that this is a good time, this is a good spot, 
where they bring down their cornhole. You know, these big wooden boxes with the holes in them and the bean bags. And they decide, like, this is a good place to set up shop. And, like, the area from, if you don't know the lagoon, the air, there's, like, the cement wall that separates the sidewalk and the street from the beach. And from that cement wall down onto the sand to the water, you know, that the length of that is not very, it's not very, like, the, I should say the depth. Like, it's not very deep. Like, there's not that much space. There's a good amount of space. But if there's a good amount of people at the beach... You don't really, the lagoon is not really a spot you should be setting up shop with your, with your cornhole boxes, or whatever you even call them. I don't know. The boards, cornhole boards, beanbag boards. It's the loudest, I mean, it's just a loud game, and they're playing one-on-one, and the beanbags are slamming against the boards. It's like right behind me. I mean, they, I saw people get up that was sitting right next to them. They got up and left the beach because, like, you got to be able to take the temperature of the room, take the temperature of the beach. Like, there's a park across the street. Go over the park. Go over in the grass. I'm out on beach games. Now, maybe it's beach-specific. Maybe this is a beach-specific rant, or it should be. Like, if you're vacationing somewhere, like, I, I don't know, down the Cape, um, yeah, I don't know where you go. Down the Jersey Shore, you go up to Maine, I don't know. You know, those are vacation spots. I, I feel like if you're there for a week or you're there every weekend, like, and those beaches are big too. Like some beaches down the Cape, they're in low tide. Like if you want to set up, a, a, you know, your cornhole boards or your cornhole boxes and play spike ball and set everything up, like you have so much space. It's not even funny. Do it. Do it. But like if you're doing that shit when it's high tide and there's not much space on the sand and everybody's just kind of relaxing like this, to me, I'm out on that. Like I am out. I'm out. Or even like, um, you know, what's the, what's the Frisbee game? We got it here at Beantown, right? What's it? I'm looking at it. Forget the name of it. The Frisbee game. You toss them. Can Jam. Can Jam. They sell them here at Beantown, USA. Um, I mean, that game's okay, but you got to have the right setting. Like, it's got to be, you got to be able to take the temperature of the beach. Like, you got to know where to, you know, are you going to be annoying people? Are you going to be in people's way? You know, if it's low tide, you want to go down near the water, down in low tide, like, go, yeah, do that. But these two kids yesterday, they set up their, their cornhole boards, like, immediately, directly behind people who were just kind of laying down, like, sleeping on the beach, having a good old time relaxing. Believe it or not, you can have a good time by sitting on the beach and doing nothing. That's at least how I like to function. I have a great time doing that. I am out on beach games. Out. That is not why I'm at the beach. Again, I think there's different circumstances. If if you're at a vacation beach or a vacation spot, Salty is not a vacation spot. Though lately, you might think it is if you've walked around during a a nice summer day, a nice summer afternoon, right? It is chaos. I mean, I guess it's more, it is more like a a, a frat potty college scent to it. Like, it it just kind of, you know, it seems like, and it's been progressively getting, you know, more wild as the years go on. Uh, but, like, down the lagoon? No, sorry. If you if you really need to play board games down the beach in Southie, go to M Street Beach. Okay? Don't set up the cornhole boards right on top of people that are just sitting there relaxing. Like, 
I, there was a baby crying in front of me. I wanted to tell the baby to cry louder because I did not want to hear the beanbags hitting the boards. Like, I was welcoming the crying baby with open arms. Like, please, keep crying. I would rather listen to that than these beanbags smash off these empty boards for the next hour. I mean, I am out on beach games. I'm out. I, 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 I have no... In that setting, in that setting, and even if I am on vacation or something, right? Even if I am. Like, when you go on... If you go to Aruba... Or you go to the Dominican, or you go to, you know, give me a place where you go, uh, um, the Bahamas. Like, wherever you go, you go to the beach, right? Are you sitting there going, oh, you know, I want to play cornhole right now. No, right? And, and, and my thing is, I get it, that, that's like a, an exotic vacation. But I guess when I'm at the beach, like, my mindset is kind of the same. It's like, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to relax. Maybe I'll have a drink, but I'm just chilling. Like, I'm just, I'm taking it all in. Like, I'm, I'm cooling down. Like, I, I, my brain is nonstop moving on things that I need to do with work and to be able to, you know, survive. <laughs> like, I'm not sleep. I don't sleep. Um, I go to the beach on the weekend. I'm like, man, I just want to shut it down. And now I got to listen to beanbags smash off of cardboard boxes behind me like, holy shit, or wooden boxes, whatever they are. I am out on beach games. It's not like I hate cornhole or I hate spike ball. No, I can honestly say I've never played spike ball. I've never played it. I don't know anyone who has it. I don't know anyone who owns it. I don't know anybody, like none of my friends would ever even say, hey, let's go play spike ball. This, I guess it's just not the crew I'm rolling with. Um... But, you know, I can jam. I'd play before spike ball. Because you don't really have to get all, you know, you don't really have to run around. And I know you're not running around with spike ball, but sometimes you have to go get, sometimes you got to be on your toes for that one, right? Um, in general, I'm not saying I dislike those games in general. I'm saying in general, at the beach, when it comes to playing those games at the beach, I am out. Beach games, I am out on those. Out. I'm just looking to relax at the beach. That's all. You know, I don't know if you, you call, you're saying I like to have a bad time. I don't know. You know, it's a good time to me just relaxing and not thinking about anything. Because I feel like I hardly ever get a chance to do that. I hardly ever get a chance to do that. And, um, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to calm down and think when a couple of bozos bring their cornhole boards to a quiet beach that everyone's having a good relaxing time at. Okay, um, that's my beach games rant. Let me know how you feel about beach games. Hit me up on Twitter at Danny Picard. I am out on beach games. Anyways, anyways, I went on a bigger rant than I expected to on beach games and on the beach in general. But I am glad summer is here. And, uh, you, and you know, the NBA offseason is the biggest story of of the summer. No question. There are major names available in free agency, or at least if they want to be free agents, they can. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, um, you know, Jimmy Butler's a free agent, Kemba Walker, uh, Clay Thompson. I know I'm probably missing a couple. I mean, there's big, big, big names available 
in the NBA offseason. And that really is the top story. It is. It is. It's the top story. I mean, look, I have no interest in the Women's World Cup. None. I don't have any interest in soccer. I just don't. And maybe it's because, like, I had to cover the New England Revolution for a handful of years. <laughs> maybe that's why every, you know, Saturday nights at Gillette Stadium covering nil-nil draws, like, you know. I like to write, but I don't like to write about scoreless soccer games on a Saturday night in the summer. So maybe that ruined it for me. But just the Women's World Cup, I could care less. I could care less. Any soccer in general, I could care less. Maybe you get me to be somewhat invested in the Men's World Cup. Maybe. Maybe only because, you know, you like there's a couple big names that I know like in the Premier League and stuff, and you like to see them on the national stage, especially if if the U.S. is playing against them, if the U.S. is even involved, right? But, like, I don't really know any women's soccer players. Like, I just don't. Like, I, there's no, I have no interest in that. I, I, I have no interest. But, you know, don't make that any... Don't, don't turn that into, like, a sexist remark. You can turn that into an anti-soccer remark. Like, I am not a soccer guy. I'm just not. And I don't, I never will be. I played a good amount of soccer as a kid. I played a good amount of soccer as a kid. Right? We, I, I, I played tra- on travel soccer teams. Like, I was invested in soccer as a kid before hockey season. That gets in shape, keeps in shape. But to watch it, see ya. All set. I have no interest in it. So, really, the top story to me still is NBA free agency. Again, I mentioned the NHL draft was this past weekend. I mentioned that there was a huge trade in the NHL. The NHL would love to get the publicity for the P.K. Subban trade. And uh, you know, maybe you don't know. You might not know. I, if you told me today that you didn't know P.K. Subban got traded to the New Jersey Devils and you were a hockey fan... I would believe you. Like, I think this was, like, if you're not on Twitter 24-7, right, you might have missed this because the NHL is still not the NBA. Like, it just, and I'm a hockey guy. Again, I say that. And I'm still more invested in the NBA offseason. As somebody that sits here and gives his opinion on the top sports stories, and especially, you know, I don't just do it because that's what I think most of the people listening will be interested in. I also do it because that's what I'm interested in more. I'm not as interested in a P.K. Subban trade as I am the NBA offseason. And I'm a hockey guy. P.K. Subban traded to the New Jersey Devils. Basically for Nashville, it was a salary dump. P.K. Subban, what did he sign? An eight years, $72 million deal with the Canadiens. Then got traded. This is the second time in three years the P.K. Subban's been traded. Now, I like P.K. Subban. Subban, Subban. You know, I find myself saying it two different ways. Much like Brad Marchand in this town. We've gone back and forth with the Brad Marchand. Now they're saying, now they're back to Marchand. Brad Marchand. I was telling people, when Marchand came into the league, and even when the Bruins won a cup in 11, and the next couple years after that, I was trying to tell people it was Marchand. And I would pronounce it like that. You know what everybody was telling me in the media, in the Boston media? They're like, oh, Danny, it's Marshan. Or people would tweet me at the time. It's, it's Marshan, not Marshan. You know? And I bought into it. They, they, they turned me on how to say his name. And so I started saying Marshan. 
even though I knew it was Marshawn. You know what happened? He came out and said, no, it's, it's Marshawn. So I was right initially. And I listened to the fools in the Boston media and some of the foolish fans. And now I can't stop saying Marshawn. You know, Subban, Subban. I don't even, I don't know. I'm a fan of his, though. I, even though it's like a salary dump and people say, well, Nashville needed to do it. They have other guys to sign. And I don't care. He's 30 years old. He's got a couple of years left in the steal. Yeah, he's making a lot of money. He's the third highest paid defenseman in the league when it comes to average annual with the $9 million cap hit. But I don't, you, you cut somebody else. Keep, you should be keeping P.K. Subban if you're on Nashville. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. The return? Defenseman Steven Santini, prospect Jeremy Davies, and two second-round picks. Whoop-de-doo. They should have kept P.K. Subban. That's what I think. Um, and, and New Jersey just got a whole lot better. They got a whole lot better. But the, the NHL would love for this trade to have had, like, major publicity. Major publicity. You can't even find it on ESPN.com right now. And I don't know that that's ESPN's issue. I, you know, ESPN does a lot of things wrong. But I don't know that they're doing it wrong. Hey, I just think that's, that's where we're at with something like this and the NHL and their draft in general. It's not the NBA draft. It's not the NFL draft. Major League Baseball, they're trying to make their draft relevant, but I still don't think we're ever going to get there. Um, we are living in a world that is dominated in-season and off-season by NFL and NBA. And NHL diehards and Major League Baseball diehards, they hate this. But it's fact. And I'm someone that loves Major League Baseball. I love the National Hockey League. Like, I'm a baseball hockey guy. And I am still, right now, more interested in what's going to happen with names like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, like, Clay Thompson. I'm more interested in that. So that's that's what I'm going with right now. And and from a Celtics perspective... And there's another thing I got to get off my chest because I've been listening to people in the Boston sports media who are just like, oh, this is a... I heard the word disaster the other day. Who said disaster? Was it Shaughnessy? Was it Shaughnessy? Saying this is a disaster? Calling it a rebuild and he has no interest in in a rebuild right now? You know, it's it's like, I, I get it. And I don't even blame those guys. I blame, like, the TV networks they go on or the stations that they go on. What does he go on? 98.5, the Sports Hub, and, and on TV he goes on NBC Sports Boston, a company I used to work for when it was called Comcast Sports in New England. Like, like I've been in those pre-show meetings on on whatever it is, New England Town Fair Tire Sports tonight. Like, I've listened to the con the concepts and the... You know, 20 minutes before you go on, here's what the producers, you know, draw up and what they want you to talk about. And here's, here's what they're giving you. And you react accordingly. And, and here's what we need to do. I've, I've been in those meetings. Uh, to these producers or the people who are putting together these shows, I get it. They have a job to do. But, but I'll be honest. Like, the, it, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, in their eyes, a very entertaining segment if someone like Shaughnessy or anybody else who on, goes on those shows went on those shows and said, yeah, you know what? Um, I think the Celtics will be, you know, I think they're building with uh, Tatum and Tatum and Brown, and, and I think they'll be good to go. You know, I think we should just kind of wait and see what happens. And, and, the, and, and the Celtics, you know, they took those Brooklyn picks, they turned into two kids, and 
And I think it's their time now. I think it's their team. You know, they, the producers of those shows, and, and you, you bring it to the website. Like, they want clicks. They want people to click and watch the videos. They want to tweet something out that's somewhat controversial because they want people to pay attention to it. They want it to jump off the screen at you, and they want you to get fired up, and they want you to watch it to see what somebody that they may not like says about this, and it's a controversial take. It's a disaster. <laughs> right? Like, if they took the clip of somebody going, oh, you know, they should, you know, Tatum Brown, it's their team. They should stick with it. And they toss that up on social media. They toss it up on their website. They might not get the angry clicks. You know? Because, you know what? Because it's a logical fucking take. But the world we live in is not so logical when it comes to ratings and advertisements and and, and even, you know, people that they're hiring who they know are going to give them these fire takes, I guess. I'm not calling them fire. It's what these guys call fire takes. And it's just ridiculous. We live in a ridiculous fucking world. And you know what a ridiculous take is with the Celtics team? A ridiculous take is that this, what's going on right now, is a disaster. Oh, please, spare me the, the, the time. You know what's a disaster? That take is a disaster. Because... Last time I checked, Jason Tatum was number three overall. Last time I checked, uh, Jalen Brown was number three overall. Right? Um, <laughs> last time I checked, those kids are pretty young still. Last time I checked, when you look around the league at some of the top players, they were top three picks. I mean, can we just... People forget Golden State. I think people believe that Steph Curry was like number one overall. Klay Thompson was number one overall. Draymond Green was number one overall. Like, they're not, Golden State didn't stockpile number one overall picks and turn into a dynasty. Steph Curry, seven, number seven overall. Klay Thompson, number 11 overall. Draymond Green, he went in the second round for crying out loud. Oh, yeah, they added Andre Iguodala, who at one point was, you know, supposed to be, you know, when he was with what, with Philly? was supposed to be this great player. I mean, my point is, the Celtics have two young players in Brown and Tatum that, in my opinion, the ceiling for them is superstar. And and I can't figure out why other people can't see that, but maybe they can, and they just know that that's such a logical take to believe that they could be superstars and that this could be their team with the Celtics. And that the Celtics could actually be in a really good position right now with all the salary cap room they have with the young players that could be superstars. That it's such a logical take that their TV stations or radio stations or newspapers or websites are not going to get the ratings or the clicks or the reactions that they would get if they got on there and said, it's a disaster. Oh, please. It's not a disaster. How is it a disaster? Here's, it would be a disaster if the Celtics traded the pick that got them Jalen Brown or they traded the pick that got Jason Tatum and they brought in veterans and those veterans went running. No, the Brooklyn pick that they traded along with Isaiah Thomas to get Kyrie Irving ended up being like number seven, number eight overall. It was the worst of the Brooklyn picks. There's nothing. You knew what you're getting in Kyrie. You knew there was no commitment there. Al Horford, you know, it was a nice pickup at the time. It helped you stay relevant. It did. But I'm not going to lie. When they first got Al Horford, 
I we were all hearing that Kevin Durant wanted to play with Al Horford. Remember that? And the Celtics were in on Durant. They had the meeting. You know, they fucked up by bringing Kelly Olynyk into the room. I have no idea why they did that. But <laughs> other than that, they did it the right way. Like Tom Brady, the Hamptons. Like, come on. The report was Kevin Durant wanted to play with Al Horford. Well, I get news for you. Al Horford was recruited by Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas helped the Celtics stay relevant or become relevant again because of the things he did, Mr. King of the Fourth Quarter, right? I mean, Horford did not land Durant. So you gave him the big contract. He had one more year on it. You're like, eh, he's a look, I'm enjoying, we're enjoying the time that Horford is spending with the Celtics. But is he really worth $30 million next season at 33, 34 years old? Is he worth $30 million next year? <laughs> like, no, he's not. So if he's going to walk and he's not going to restructure or re-sign with you at some type of um, smaller deal, smaller average annual, then, you know, it's not a terrible thing that he walks. Free up salary cap space. Kyrie Irving, he's gone, right? I mean, he posts an Instagram. He's in Japan. He's in the forest. The caption says number 11. That's the number he wore at the Celtics. Obviously not his original number. His number was number two when he was in Cleveland, right? That's his number. Uh, he comes to Celtics. He wears 11. He posts 11 in the caption. He's in the forest. People looking behind him, like, obviously the forest, you know, is a lot of green behind him. People are going green, 11. He's coming back to the Celtics. I don't think so, okay? In fact, I told you, I think the Kyrie Irving experiment should be over. I'm not going to spend any more time on that. It should be done for both sides, for the team and the player. Go separate ways. Go separate ways. So if most of us feel that way, it's a disaster that he leaves? You know, again, the money you were going to have to spend on him kind of, in a way, frees up even more salary cap space. Now, some people are saying, well, you could take that salary cap number of like 27, 28, whatever it is, 26 to 28 mil, and you can increase it to like 34 if you don't bring back Terry Rozier. And I'm sitting there going, well, why wouldn't you bring back Terry Rozier? People say, oh, we, you know, this is a contradiction with the Rozier stuff too. Because Rozier's message was, I don't want to play with Kyrie Irving. Basically, without those exact words, that's his message. Terry Rozier did not want to play with Kyrie Irving. I mean, mean, that's it, right? We all agree that's what basically he said on ESPN without actually saying those words. All right, we don't like the way he went about it. But I think for the most part, we agree with with his sentiment, with his message. Like, the message is, like, Kyrie, see ya. So we don't want Rose. You don't want Rosier back. He's a restricted free agent. What's the restricted number on him? Four, four point five, I think. Now maybe you'd have to work out a deal. I don't know. Would you? Are other teams out there offering Terry Rosier fifteen million a year? I don't think. I actually don't think they are. To me, it's just such a no-brainer to bring. And if you're sitting there going, "Oh, this is what the starting lineup would look like," shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, stop. Worry about, don't worry about the starting lineup right now, okay? If you're talking about Rozier, you'll figure that out. You'll figure that out as you go along. What do we do every year? Right? The starting lineup's going to change. 
Okay? They traded Aaron Baines. They get some some salary cap relief there, I guess. They don't even have to spend the money right now. That's how I feel about it. They don't have to go bring in the big... Maybe they do it next summer. I don't know. You know, maybe they're saving money for the kids that they think are going to be superstar players that they took with the Brooklyn picks that was part of the original plan to rebuild. Is this the rebuild? Are they rebuilding? You know, one of either Tatum or Brown could be an all-star next year. Then what are we talking about? The the conversation can change during the season. This is not a disaster. For people saying it's a disaster, I just think you need to understand what they're trying to do. They want the controversy. Like, logically, not a disaster at all. If you really break it down the way I just broke it down, not a disaster at all. No. Bring Rosier back. I think you can get him at a favorable number. Tatum, Brown, potential to be superstars. Now you say, Danny, that's your opinion. Okay, fine. It's my opinion. But it's an opinion that's based on the fact that, you know, you take kids in back-to-back drafts who go number three overall, at least one of them you think is going to be pretty damn good. Right? And I think we already saw flashes of that. Flashes of it. Now it's time to put it all together. Well, let's see. Oh, and don't forget Gordon Hayward's on the team. Now, I'm not the biggest Gordon Hayward guy in the world, and I do think he's overpaid, but that's the number that you needed to get give him to get him here, and I do think he'll be somebody that also benefits from not having Kyrie and even not having Orford. Gordon Hayward, you know, he's got a style of, of game where he can play multiple positions. He can bring the ball up. Like, the Celtics are not a disaster. That's insane. They, I could see them in the Eastern Conference Finals next year with this current team. It, even if they don't add anything else, I could see that. And maybe that does say a little bit more about the East than it does the Celtics. But guess what? That's also what the East looks like. It's also part of the conversation. Don't tell me it's not and don't tell me it shouldn't be. It is. It's logical, though. How many people are speaking or talking or tweeting logically about the Celtics right now? Not many, in my opinion. Not many. The Celtics are not a disaster. I don't care what Kyrie does, he's not coming back. Okay? I don't care what he tweets or Instagrams, he's not coming back. The other big news is, you know, I guess it's Kyrie related, it's it's Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant. Kendrick Perkins had a quote on Friday on ESPN's The Jump. Kendrick Perkins was on this show a couple weeks ago. He's doing his media rounds, he's all over the place. And, uh... He was on ESPN's The Jump on Friday. And he said, quote, I think the Brooklyn Nets are the front runner to land KD, Kevin Durant. He continued, I think they're the front runner. I absolutely do. I'm not ruling out the Knicks, but I think the Nets are the front runners and people are not giving them their respect. Sources tell me that the Nets are the front runner and we'll leave it at that. That is Kendrick Perkins. That's Kendrick Perkins. And um, Kendrick Perkins is, I guess they're saying, a really good friend of Durant's, and he even said that in this show. And so I guess he's got the, the scoop, the inside scoop. I just don't understand the Brooklyn thing. Is it? Is it the Jay-Z effect? Is it? 
I don't get it. I really don't. I really don't get it. But uh, I still think, like, if you're a... Why wouldn't you want to play at Madison Square Garden? Why do you want to play at the Barclays Center? Now, I've never been in the Barclays Center. So maybe I'm not speaking uh, from a place that's the right place because I don't know what it's like in there. Um, but I've been at Madison Square Garden. I know about the Knicks organization. I know what type of legend you would become if you won with the Knicks. Would you become like this NBA legend if you won with Brooklyn? I don't know, man. I just, I don't see, I don't see it. I don't understand it. But obviously, if Durant's going to go there, Kyrie's been linked with Durant. And uh, to me, Durant should just opt into his Warriors. He's going to be out to see, out for the season. Sign with Brooklyn next year. Is there something in the in the con- in the salary cap and the contract and the CBA that says Durant, because he's injured, won't get his money from Golden State? He can, right? If he opts in, just opt in. Make it look like you're trying to come back, <laughs> hit the season out, and then sign next summer with Brooklyn or the Knicks or whoever. Like some those teams are still going to give you the money because if they're going to give you the money now, why wouldn't they give it to you next year? You're going to do the same amount of basketball this upcoming season either way, which is none, because you're going to be out for the season. So if I'm Durant, I'm just like, just latching on to Golden State for one more year. Picking up the the option there and signing with Brooklyn next year. If Brooklyn is his destination. But that's the report. Kendrick Perkins says Brooklyn's the front runner. I don't know if that's some type of negotiation tactic. Is it? I don't know. I really don't know. It could be. You know, Durant's using Perk as, as a negotiation tool with another team? Don't know. Are they negotiating? Like, is this Brooklyn Nets? The only way this Brooklyn Nets thing and Brooklyn Nets obsession with Kyrie and Durant would make any sense to me is if their goal was to use Brooklyn to get the Knicks to say, oh, we can't have Brooklyn. You know, we can't be... We can't ha- have... Kyrie and Durant go to Brooklyn. We can't have them go across the street. Like, that's a terrible look for us. So why don't we give them whatever they want? Why don't we step on the gas with this? You know, why don't we go all in on those two and and let them run this organization? Like, you know, maybe that's, maybe the Knicks have been unwilling to, to give them what they want. And maybe this is their negotiation using Brooklyn to get to where they really want to go which is the Knicks. That's the only way the Brooklyn thing would make sense to me. But again, like, what team? Like, who are the Knicks if they were saying, <laughs> uh, we're not going to give you guys the max. <laughs> we're going to give you something a little less than the max. Like, would the Knicks really say that? Probably not. And if they're not saying that, then what would you actually be negotiating against? Or negotiating for? Like, what would you actually be using another team for? I just think those two players are so good, we know any team is going to give them max. There's really no negotiation to be had. Is there? I, I I don't think so. So I'm confused with the Brooklyn Nets thing. But that's the report. Durant, I guess, according to Kendrick Perkins, the, the Nets are the front runners to land Kevin Durant. And if that's the case, then I think all the stuff we hear about Kyrie must also be true. Unless they're using them to negotiate against the Knicks. But again, I told you, I, it all kind of 
confuses me. And then in L.A., they have billboards up to try to convince Kawhi Leonard to come to the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard's not going to the Lakers, but he could go to the Clippers. And actually, if I put my money on it, that's where we would go. Kawhi Leonard is going to opt out of his deal with Toronto, the final year of his deal. He said that. That's the report over the weekend. But he also said that he's interested in, he's not ruling out re-signing. Maybe interested in is the wrong way to put it. He's not ruling out re-signing with Toronto. So we'll see what happens there. We will see what happens with Kawhi Leonard. I would still put my money on him going to Clippers, though. I would. I put my money on him going to the Clippers. Anything else in the NBA that I'm missing? I'm sure there's something. Whatever does happen throughout the week, I'll, I'm sure something will come out. Some deal will be made. Some signing will be rumored. Some contract will be leaked. I'll react to it on Thursday. Um, I already talked about the P.K. Subban trade. They would love to get the type of publicity that the NBA gets with their offseason stuff, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Subban's a major name, and I still kind of feel like outside of the NHL diehards, that really didn't move the needle in the sports world when it comes to breaking news. I mean, it just didn't. You know, if there was a, a trade in the NBA or even the NFL that was anywhere close to that type, the equivalent of that type of deal in their respective league, I think it would be major breaking news, and I think it would be leading all the, like, every show, first take, cold pizza, whatever the fuck they got going on on ESPN, it would be the top story. Uh, you know, major NHL trades just don't move the needle the way they would like, and then, of course... I said it's an NFL-NBA world, which means that Major League Baseball is also in the same category as the NHL these days, where it's like Major League Baseball is also in need of some publicity. And they might get it this weekend because Major League Baseball is going to London. Going to London. Red Sox, Yankees in London. Do you care? (laughs) Do, Do you give a rat's ass about this? I do care about Red Sox, Yankees. But me? I prefer it to be either at Fenway or in the Bronx or in New York. Like, one of the two. Either in Boston or New York. In London, eh, I'm all set. And there's a headline on ESPN.com I'm reading right now that says, what you need to know about London Stadium before the series. And the subheadline is, will there be take me out to the ball game and sweet Caroline? Can you get a hot dog? As MLB gears up for the Red Sox-Yankees series in the UK, here's what you need to know. <laughs> here's my reaction to that. I don't give a shit. Click. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not going to click. I'm not going to read that story. Can you get a hot dog? I would hope so. What are they? They're going to have a baseball game in London and not let you get hot dogs? Uh, who cares what they sing? Sweet Karen. People get so worked up. If you listen to me, you know my mindset on this shit, whether it's Twitter. It's really just Twitter. Like, I'm, you know, Sweet Caroline, like, people get so furious, like, when it plays, especially when people are singing, like, if the team's losing, or especially if they're losing, like, a big game, and, like, it's still playing, and people are singing, and people get so worked up about that from their couch as they're tweeting about the game. <laughs> like, I, I I think if I went back like ten years ago, I think maybe I was I would get a little frustrated with that. But I see the frustration 
And the anger levels so high for that on social media that it's kind of made me change my mind on Sweet Caroline. When now I'm like, well, I don't like it. But I don't dislike it as much as everybody seems to dislike it. Like, the anger level is insane. There's no way you can dislike something that much that is so meaningless to your everyday life, that is so meaningless to the result of the team that you actually are rooting for. Like, you can't actually hate it that much, right? That's just typical Twitter anger where it's like, it's not real. You just want to complain about something because you you see other people complain about it and like your opinions with these people are somewhat similar so it makes you feel better about yourself when other people agree with you and so then everything that you feel is like taken to a new level. That's why social media is so dangerous because people want to fit in. They like when other people agree with them. You know, and... And and they just it's kinda like um like the domino effect. And it just like picks up steam. And next thing you know, you get a crowd full of people that want to want a petition to be signed to get rid of Sweet Caroline because they're on this power trip because they're typing to other people on a social media app that they never see, that they never meet, that they don't know, but these people agree with them. So now they have power. It's just that's the definite that that's the Twitter cycle. And the Twitter cycle on like something like Sweet Caroline has got has just gone to a whole new level to the point where I'm like, all right, I don't like it. I don't like Sweet Caroline. I don't really sing it, especially when they're losing. If I'm at the game, I don't know that I, you know, I certainly don't like when it's a, a losing situation and everybody seems like they're having a good time singing it. But I mean, when you do break it down, like it is part of the ballpark. It, like it is part of the experience. There are people who only get to go to a Red Sox game and go to Fenway maybe like once every five years because it's so fucking expensive. Are you really that mad about it? And if you really are, you should probably go get some help. Because I get upset about things. I vent. I let things, stupid shit, eat, like, eat at me on the insides. And it sucks. You know, it is part of my personality. I, I, I let things bother me. It probably shouldn't. But I don't know. I still don't know. Even as much as I let things bother me, I still don't know that I, I get <laughs> as angry as some people do or seem to be on Twitter about something so stupid and insignificant as a song at a fucking baseball game that is, whether you like it or not, part of the experience of that Specific ballpark. And because it gets people so worked up and because they create these crowds that now want to sign petitions, I begin to like that thing that they hate almost out of spite. Because I don't want to see those people who go on social media to create change over something so stupid. I don't want to see those people win in the world we live in. So I begin to like Sweet Caroline. I might begin to sing Sweet Caroline. But do I care if they play it in London? No. (laughs) No. It's a roundabout way to tell you how I feel about the songs that they play during these baseball games in London. I don't care. I don't care if you ever go back to London. I don't, you know, this, I don't think this is getting the publicity that they probably thought it would get. And I don't think it's going to get the publicity that they thought it would get. Like, I just don't think they're going to get it. 
people who care about Red Sox-Yankees and the rivalry, and make no mistake, like, it's going to be there. It, like, the rivalry, this, like, it's there. Like, it's, it's, it's only, like, it, I think it is slowly getting back because the Yankees just made a move and Canacion, you know, they're getting judged standing back here. Uh, the Red Sox have had their struggles, no question. But, you know, the Red Sox are in the wild card hunt. And I know they're eight games out of first place. The Yankees are in first place right now. But it is a long season. And and I, I think the rivalry is, is only is only gonna get bigger as we and maybe it's never gonna reach the level that it was back in 0304, right? Like that was almost the peak. And you can understand why. I don't think it's ever gonna get back to that. But I think we're getting closer to at least something that feels like that. I think that's building as the years go on. You know, as as the Red Sox win championships and the Yankees are trying to get one again. And they're making moves. Now it's like, all right, all eyes on the Red Sox. Are they going to make a move at the deadline? I think if they stay in the wild card hunt, they will. You know, if they fall out of the wild card hunt in the next month, then maybe they won't. I don't think they'll fall out of it, though. Red Sox are 42 and 37. Anyways. People who care about this rivalry, they don't want these games in London. They don't. They want them either in the Bronx or at Fenway. That's it. That's it. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll watch. I mean, I'm going to watch the game, but I'm not watching because it's in London. Like, I don't think you're going to... Are you going to get more people on TV here in the States to watch those games because it's in London? No, I think the people that are going to tune into that game are tuning in for one of two reasons. One, they either enjoy baseball in the middle of the summer, or two, they enjoy the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry from any perspective, whether it's Yankee fan, Red Sox fan, or baseball fan. Like, they're not going to tune in because it's in London. I can't wait to see what what the backdrop looks like behind home plate. Are they going to have netting all the way around to the foul poles? Like, what songs are they going to sing? Will the fans be eating hot dogs? Who gives a shit? We want Red Sox Yankees, but we want it in the Bronx of Fenway. So I don't think Major League Baseball is going to get the publicity that that they probably think they're going to get with this. Anyways, uh, if you are not paying attention to Major League Baseball, I told you that we would play a little game called If the Playoffs Began Today. I'm just going to run through this real quick because, I, you know, you might want to know. If the playoffs began today, here is who's here's who's in and who's out. The Yankees would win the AL East with 49 wins. The Twins, Minnesota Twins would win the AL Central with 50 wins. The Houston Astros would win the AL West with 49 wins. And the AL Wildcard game would be between if my internet wants to work for me right now, which of course it doesn't, right? You know, of course my internet is not going to work for me right now. Here it is. Now it's working. Now it is. All right. So it's always something. It's always something. It's always technology holding me back, right? It's always a button I'm not pressing or a button that's not working or a cord that's not plugged into the right spot or a mixing board that doesn't work or a microphone that seems to be busted. It's all, the internet's down. It's always fucking something. All right, wild card. Here we go. The wild card game in the American League, Tampa Bay would host Cleveland. 
Now the question is, would that game be in Tampa Bay or would it be in Montreal? <laughs> I already went on my rant on that last week on Friday's show, at the end of Friday's show. Stupidest thing, and that's another thing, Major League Baseball, like they want publicity. It's stupid. You want them to split a season in Tampa Bay and Montreal? First of all, <laughs> it's laughable. Like the more you think about it, it's like, did people actually take this news seriously? Some people did. It's stupid. Not only is it stupid because it's stupid, it's also stupid because, like, if you were ever going to have two organizations combine in two cities and you were going to have them split a season, like, you would think they would do it in two cities that are a whole lot closer than Tampa Bay and Montreal. Dumb. One of the dumbest ideas that you will ever hear. But I think there's more to it where they just really want to move that franchise to Montreal. Then just do it. What are you what are you splitting seasons for? Anyways, the playoffs began today. The wild card game would be and Tampa Bay would get a home game in the wild card playoff game. They'd be a playoff team, essentially. And they'd be hosting Cleveland. They'd be hosting Cleveland. Now, Texas is a half game behind Cleveland for that second wild card spot. And the Red Sox are one game behind Cleveland. Oakland is two games behind Cleveland. The Angels are four games behind Cleveland. Speaking of the Angels, Albert Pujols returned to St. Louis over the weekend. He was getting standing ovations. He was getting curtain calls. I mean, if I'm a, if I was a Cardinals player, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I actually they were Sunday night baseball last night. Pujols, I think in the ninth inning, like, yeah, bases loaded or something. Angels led two nothing. Pujols standing ovation before the at bat in the ninth by the St. Louis Cardinals crowd. And then he, did he strike out or did he ground out or fly out? He got out. He goes down in the tunnel. They get a standing ovation. They want another curtain call. He comes out and gives it to him again. And there was a shot of Adam Wainwright, I think it was. Was it Wainwright in the Cardinals dugout? And he had a look in his face like, again, like, we're still doing this? Like, come on, let's go. You know, he was like, really? It was, I appreciated that moment because that was definitely going through his head. Um, you know, anyways, Angels four games behind Cleveland. But if the playoffs began today, Tampa would be hosting Cleveland in that wild card game. And you would get Minnesota to play the winner of that wild card game. So Minnesota would play the winner of Tampa Bay, Cleveland, and the Yankees would play Houston in the divisional round. In the National League, if the playoffs began today, Atlanta would win the NL East with 46 wins. The Cubs would win the NL Central with 42 wins, though they're only a half game ahead of Milwaukee. But the Cubs, if they they began today, staying true to the game here, staying true to the rules. This isn't if the playoffs began tomorrow. This is if the playoffs began today. On this Monday, June 24th. If the playoffs began today, the Cubs would win the NL Central. And the Dodgers, with 54 wins, would win the NL West. And then in the NL Wildcard, you would get the Milwaukee Brewers hosting the one-game Wildcard playoff. And they, well, they would actually be a playoff game to get into the Wildcard playoff game. Colorado would play St. Louis. The Rockies would play the Cardinals for a one-game plan to see who would go to Milwaukee 
for the wild for the NL wild card game. So Milwaukee would host either Colorado or St. Louis, and the winner of that would be playing the Dodgers. Would be going to LA, and then Chicago would be playing against Atlanta in the divisional round. The Cubs would be playing the Braves in the divisional round. My Major League Baseball preseason predictions would be that Milwaukee would win the World Series and they would beat the Yankees in the World Series. Seeing what it looks like right now, that is still possible. That is still possible. Milwaukee, and I know I said the Cubs would win it, win the division if the playoffs began today, but, you know, keep an eye on the trade deadline. Milwaukee's, they're going to buy. They are going to buy. All right? They're going to buy. If go back and listen to my Major League Baseball predictions, I feel like I... I feel like I did a decent job of summing up what we've seen so far and even the teams that are going to be buyers at the deadline and the names that you're going to see. Madison Bumgarner, to name one of the bigger names, because the San Francisco Giants are in last place in the NL West, 19 and a half games behind the Dodgers. Giants with 33 wins and 43 losses. They are done. They're going to trade Bumgarner. And the maybe it's the Brewers. You know, Brewers get some pitching. You got to love Yelich there. I mean, Yelich swinging the bat. The, the, the Brewers could win the World Series still. I, that was my preseason prediction. In the World Series, Brewers over Yankees, that still could happen. But anyways, that's a look at if the playoffs began today in Major League Baseball in case you needed to get caught up. I will get you caught up again on Thursday to anything that happens in the world of sports with regards to the top stories. Again, I'm not going to be watching the World Cup, so... If that, if you're looking for World Cup reaction and a, and a show that's going to get you caught up in the Women's World Cup, this is not your show. But if you're looking for other things, this would be it. Subscribe right now at Podcast One, also on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are available. I've told you about this idea that I've had for a live show once a week in which it's on YouTube, a video form, I'd be taking calls, and then also an audio format. Um, is a couple holdups with that. One is I'm not doing anything for free. That's one. That's one. All right. I stopped doing things for free a long time ago. I mean, there's a couple things I do for free now, but, uh, there's the benefit of, I, again, it's tough to explain. There will be money on it in the future. Anyways, with regards to this live show, like, it's just not happening for free. So there's some things that I'm working on right now to, that I'm looking to finalize, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But I know it's like vacation time and everyone's going on vacations and like, you know, here I am again looking to launch another piece of content for you. I mean, that's just the way. That's, one day I'll have a summer where I look forward to where I'm like, oh, I could take a vacation this summer. I could take a week off. You know, maybe I will take a week off. But, you know, the way I function is that like if I take a week off, it's like I'm not making any money that week. So in order to make money, I have to work, which means that I have to work to make money, which means that vacations are not something that I necessarily am able to look forward to because I don't have any. But uh, if I do take one, I'll let you know. Anyways, if I do end up launching this show, follow me on Twitter at Danny Picard because I'll have some updates. But it's going to be a live stream, audio and video. But there's a couple things I'm looking to finalize first where I am going to take some calls. I will say this. If you do, there is a question I do have for the audience. Like if you were to listen to a live show at any point during the week, what is a good day in time? Like we've been going back and forth on that. What's a good day day in time for that? I'm thinking like Tuesdays. And it also has to work on my schedule too because there's a lot of other stuff I do 
I'm a columnist for the Metro, the Boston Metro newspaper. I have another podcast with, it's a wrestling weekly podcast with Matt Taven from Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor world champion Matt Taven. So we have that. We also have video of that show on Fight TV, which is a video that I put together. So that's time consuming. Um, I also help run a local newspaper in Southie called the South Boston Today newspaper. So there's a couple days where that's extremely time consuming. Um, and then there's just, you know, the everyday work that I put into this show, which is two days a week, which is also, you know, editing and then the website and then selling ads and then promotion and trying to get guests. It, there's a lot of stuff. So it needs to work in my schedule too. So I'm Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Like, is that a good time? I don't, you know, I don't, is it, I don't think weeknights are good. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Maybe or something. I, maybe. I don't know. We're still working on it. If I have any news, I'll give it to you. Again, follow me on social media. I tweet more than I do anything else. And I don't even really tweet that much. I just really try to promote. Uh, my social media use is at an all-time low. And I just think it's getting lower and lower as the years go on. My interest in it is really to see breaking news. So I'll be on there following NBA breaking news. But hit me up if you have any thoughts on some of the things that I just talked about. And uh, maybe I'll give you a shout on the next show which is on thursday until then enjoy the rest of your week everybody remember to wear that sunscreen or you'll be bothered by strangers like i will be in the next couple days i'm out talk to you on thursday <laughs>